What's up, everybody? Welcome back to TTG Radio. I am Danny. I'm Ian. If you didn't already know, today our topic of conversation is running and how to get back into running, where you might consider starting with running, and maybe some injury prevention tips when it comes to running, because it does seem like something that is very simple that everybody should be able to do. But in fact, that is not necessarily the case. And so I think we have to be very careful when you go from not running at all to, you know, running a 5K, running a 10K, running an Ironman, or how you prepare for those things. Hi there. My name is Danny Phillips. I'm Ian Coyer. I'm Scott LeBlanc. And this is TTG Radio. The three of us are business partners at a sports performance gym in Northwest Louisiana. And together, we are bridging the gap between the worlds of nutrition, personal training, and physical therapy. Now, if you know us, you might call us a perfect storm. We bring a whole lot of energy to the table that's mixed in with a dash of nerdiness. Rib position of the bottom ribs and the bucket handle ribs, which I wish I could grab my little skeleton guy and bring over here. A pinch of science. I thought the cartilage like the pulled away. Wow. And a big old spoonful of straight up goofy. I would say a lifesaver. Not a lifesaver. Right. He's I been was a... your first lifesaver. That's fair. The bottom line is this. We're here to share where science meets practical application aka reality. Life is hard, but there is a way to live it pain-free and enjoy your health while also having a gourmet cup of coffee or a glass of wine. We're sharing what we've learned along the way with our own trial and error and how we're making progress with ourselves and clients in real time. Are you ready for this ride? Let's go! Welcome to, Welcome. Welcome. to TTG Radio. I think a lot of times we talk to our clients who are brand new in strength and conditioning about why jumping into running as their form of cardio is not necessarily the right path and how it can be detrimental if it's not approached properly. So that is what we're talking about today. And I'm going to let you dive into your thoughts on why maybe we'll push people away from jumping into running so quickly first, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So running's pretty fascinating. So there's a lot of good research out there that talks about jogging, sprinting, running, and a lot of joggers, I guess over the last couple of years that I've seen, um, people that jog, that don't weight lift, that don't do any other type of fitness or some type of loading on the skeleton from above, like the osteoskeleton is meaning guys, when I say that, like a, a squat, a deadlift, something to compress the skeleton to create stress, therefore creating growth. So basically when it comes down to it, running's fantastic. I'm not against it. Um, I'm trying right now to train for an Ironman. Um, it's not easy, but the biggest rule of thumb for any exercise in general, and this really applies to almost anything in fitness is basically you've got to slowly progress. So I'll give you all examples. So I had a client, um, we've been training for a long time went out of town this past weekend, wanted me to write them something up to do. They were in a beautiful area. So I wrote a couple random five rounds of like bodyweight squats, split squats, some rows, um, some light jumping, blah, blah, blah. And then I included a one mile run at the end. So they went and did the one mile run. And then the guy, it was a bunch of group of guys. They got excited. They felt good. And they were like, you know what? We haven't run in a while. This feels great. Let's crank it up. So I think they ended up running like five or six miles. Oh well, my God. So it's again, not a big deal, right? Five or six miles, whatever. But it could be. It could be. the problem is, is 
Two of them came home. The tibia anterior, which is basically the front of your shin, was all irritated. One had some IT band syndrome. So it was all these little injuries that just popped up out of nowhere, and they're pretty good in shape. And so they came back. They're all frustrated and be like, why did this happen? You know, we're doing this. The cut comes down to one thing. You have to progress correctly. As meaning, if you come into the gym and you're trying to do a bench press or whatever the case may be, you don't come in and bench press 500 pounds. You come and bench press, you know, I don't know, 65, 95, 135, and you work on that for a couple of weeks and you build up. It's the same thing with running because a lot of people don't realize all those smaller muscles, ligaments, tendons, they need time to build up. You cannot go at it. I cannot tell you how many high school coaches in this area, first day of practice first day of whatever they will run gassers sprints on these kids that haven't done anything in months and then guess what chin splints knee pain blah 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 blah. so if you're trying to get into a running program you know google some couch to 5k programs strengthen up your hamstrings for a little while and then slowly build up like i told them the other day i think i ran five miles the other day and it wasn't that the five miles kicked my ass. It was the fact that I was so sore throughout basically my knee down because I haven't used a lot of those tendons and ligaments in a long time and I'll progressively work my way up. That's why Ironman or endurance training or aerobic training, it takes time to progress up into it, which is where I think a lot of people mess up. So. And let's talk about time. I think managing expectations is something that a, we do well, but B is also one of the biggest struggles, whether it's nutrition or training for how much time these things take. So when you say it's going to take time, what does that truly look like? And let's start with your training for an Ironman. What kind of time and what does that progression really look like? Okay. So we're, we are in what, June, June, almost July of 2023. I want to do a, a full Ironman in 2024 of um, December, November. We're going to try to do a half of an Ironman, a 70.3 in November, December, 2023. So basically looking at the timeline, I have a couple months. Um, and just for everybody here on the podcast, if you don't know, um, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but top of my head, uh, Ironman 70.3, I think is like, it's half of 112. So what, 60? So oh my God, my math is terrible. <laughs> 60 something miles, um, a 1.2 mile swim. And then a uh, half of a marathon. It sounds so awful. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> but you um, want to do it. But so, and like, and most people can't just go do that, right? You, you no. can't just jump into something like that. So for instance, training right now for me, looks like the following. Basically it's seven day work week. Five of those days of the work week, I am doing some type of insurance training, whether that is a 5k, whether that is a 50 maybe 30 to 50 mile bike ride, maybe less on certain days. And then I'm just about to get into swimming. I have to hire a swim coach, which will be interesting. Do you really? Yeah. Cause I mean, it's all about technique. Sure. Um, I'm not a small human being, the bigger the human being, the more you got to move more force. And so I want to make sure that I'm, you know, as precise as possible, but that's why I booked those things so far out. And I even bought insurance or want to buy insurance because the idea is, it may not, I may not be ready for it. And that's what people have to realize when it comes to running, you can't just go after it or you're asking for an injury or you're asking for some type of issue. You have to slowly build up on it. Even on the days you feel good, even on the days you're like, I can run through the moon. It's still probably not the best idea, but having an ego check is very, very difficult. Um, 
I mean, and I would argue orthopedics would hate if most people check their ego when they walk to the gym because, you know, that's, that's how we make our money and I get it. But um, yeah, so you need to get on a good program, get a good trainer, a strength coach, somebody, an endurance coach, whichever to look at it, if that's something you're trying to get into, but it needs to be progress, progressively slow. Um, unless you're a former athlete and you already had good training into this and you can maybe crank it up a little bit, but even, uh, even the guys that I know that are great runners, they have to take their time. It, it, it's just a progression type of thing with like with anything else. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, you have consistently worked out probably three to five days a week, like strength and conditioning style training for years, mm -hmm. plus you're rock climbing. Like you have a lot of background and consistency for, for what, at, at least what, 15, 18, yeah, 20 100%, years, like, 100%. and it's still going to take you a year and a half to prep for this at least and at least, yeah. and talk a little bit about what the daily and the weekly amount of time really looks like what is this commitment level because i think a lot of people they want to set that 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 big goal and then they want to start reaching for it but then they don't realize how much actual planning and prep time on a weekly basis that takes and they're not their lifestyle is not typically ready for it no, most people aren't i mean i'm 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 gifted to say that me and my wife, she, you know, we'd have no children, you know, so that that's a big deal. And if we have kids, that changes everything. Obviously, the business has got to a point now where I can take some more time off. I got good business partners. I got a good team. So I'm able to spend more time training all the research I've looked at. And guys, if anybody's listening and has more input or opinions on this, we'd love to hear from you, especially Ironman. Anybody listening or has done triathlons. Um, but it looks like anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week, which is a lot. Yeah. It's a part-time job. Um, I mean, if you think about a reality, strength and conditioning wise, if you train three to four days a week, you maybe spend an hour, an hour and a half. So we're talking four to five hours at max. Yeah. Maybe. Even because you also have to consider travel time, you know? Oh like, yeah. To go get to the, the station or the, or or the, the gym yeah, or the pool yeah. or whatever. So it's even, you know, it ends up being maybe 15 to 20. So the commitment, you have to commit to it if that's what you're trying to do. But even with running, it's the same thing. you got to commit to a good probably 20, 30-minute run if you want to be a decent runner, a good warm-up. So it takes time, but definitely with Ironman, it's, it's 10 to 15 hours at least. And again, I've never done one, so this is going to be a trial and error and me relying on other trainers and other people that have done it and seeing what I do it. But the other thing too is like I'm heavy. I'm a solid 195 and I don't know if that's going to be a good weight to do this at where I want to go in terms of like the times I want to try to reach within reason. So that's another factor you got to consider. You're going to change up your nutrition Jeez, coach? So <laughs> I know somebody. <laughs> that's going to be the hardest part. And that's, you know, that's another factor people got to consider. It. And the other thing is that it's June. Um, you know, we just had a wet bulb temperature of 90, 92 degrees yesterday. It's a hundred freaking 15 degrees outside so that comes in another factor i can't train in the afternoon really outside um i have to train very early in the morning or very late at night because if not it's just unbearable unless you're just crazy um which and, can affect sleep quality oh, yeah. and, and meal timing and all kinds of things yeah it's 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 a fascinating sport um because i've really never messed with a lot of endurance training per se um and so i needed the challenge i wanted something fun um, I think it helps my ADHD to be on a bike for two hours. Um, but it is, there is something peaceful about being in nature, being away and kind of, you know, doing your own thing. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely gonna be interesting. So. 
I'm excited for you. Yeah. I think part of being able to hit your goals, if you are somebody who strives or who thrives on challenge and competition, like is surrounding yourself with other people who are working towards goals. I don't have any desire to do an Ironman, but me hearing about your training and your goal setting with this is pushing me to then find something to strive for. I've been stuck in a rut this last year. Yeah, you've had a little bit. Come on. But, you had shoulder well, surgery. Like, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, no, I mean, I've had an injury yeah. that I've been recovering from, but now it's been over a year at this point, a year and two or three months that I have not been at my normal like capacity for strength and conditioning and training and like ninja obstacles and stuff like that. So I was, I was going through some depression sure. and listening to you like book something and start prepping for it has gotten me excited about finding a new goal and something to work towards. So for sure. The, the community yeah. mindset is a big thing, you know, and yeah. I think that's another, that's uh, I was talking with Tristan about that the other day about like CrossFit and how they did so well and why it took off is like that community mindset of trying to do stuff with other people mm-hmm. makes a big difference. And I'd be a liar if I didn't want to do this by myself. Like I'm doing it with a buddy of mine. Um, and hopefully we have another guy that we're trying to follow. I mean, it's the community mindset is so important, I think for goals and fitness. So if you are listening and you're wanting to get into running or whatever, try to find somebody, find somebody that's reliable to a point that you can go walk with, that you can maybe do a program with and hold accountable. Um, cause it will make a big difference. And I mean, I know we have several clients upstairs that have little friends and partners, that they come hang out with and work out with. And it, it helps. It makes it fun. Like I just had a group of guys and girl, it was like Ray Tanner, Justin Preston. Mm-hmm. And that's a fun group at 6am and they all kind of mirror each they're other. All and, really strong. And they're all here to put in the work. Nobody's fully awake at 630. No, but no, no. because we're all here working towards a similar common goal, like every, I have to mop after every session because yeah. they're all sweating their asses uh, off. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I mean, it's good. That's how it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah but, no, it's great. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, again, the the research is pretty fascinating, and I, and I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how I'm going to. I've never done a triathlon, and that's the goal. Is the next couple of months is I'm going to do a lot of mini sprint triathlons. I've talked to several people, and I may absolutely hate it. I may be terrible at it, and I'll get the insurance, and I may not do it. I want to do it, but we'll see. I mean, that's that's the goal. Um, but I also want to be reasonable about it and try not to get some type of crazy injury trying to do it. Yeah, no. for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if you're not looking at the, you know, Ironman triathlon level and you're just trying to get in better shape, I've had, you know, lifestyle clients who are in here two to three times a week and, you know, they want to add in some type of cardio and all of a sudden they go out and they run a couple miles with a friend and they come back in, just like you said earlier, they've got a shin splints or they, they just, they're having trouble walking or something like that. And we have to kind of sit down. I'm not a running expert. I did. I did run cross country in high school and I was in the military. So I ran a lot of mile and a half, terrible amount of distance. Uh, in boots, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. But starting, probably starting slower than you think you should. So for example, if you want to run a 5k, again, look up those couch to 5ks, but start with a walk, start with a walk run, you know, slowly, but surely add it up and track it. What you track will change. So if you don't track it and you have no idea what you're doing other than going out and running a couple miles every day, like if you're not looking at the time or how quickly you're doing the same distance or not going a further distance, 
you know, or even if you're on a treadmill and you're slowly but surely increasing, you know, by 0.1 miles per hour every couple of minutes, find some way to track it so that you know how you can progress slowly but surely. hundred percent. That's, that's the goal is slow progression. And that's very hard for most people to do, but you have to do it. And if you don't do it, you're going to end up seeing Scott or me or somebody for some type of issue. And yeah, or you're going to fall out. Like you're going to like your nutrition wise, like if you just automatically jump into something and you go out and you run in this heat and you've never run in the heat before, like you are going to pass out, you are going to get dehydrated. You're missing out on valuable electrolytes and carbohydrates and things that are going to push you through. So, and when you're, you know, three miles away from your house, you got to get back. (laughs) And if you don't have, you know, the right sustenance to allow you to get back, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You know, if you vagal out, that's probably a good 60 to 90 minutes, maybe more if you're sitting out in the heat before you can get back home. It's a, so you've got to take your nutrition into account when you're also building up for an intense programming session. Um, let's, so interesting standpoint with, with, I guess, with running. So the other catch I've, I've kind of figured out with all like running, biking, or any type of endurance too, is like, so I'll teeter off to this. So we have three planes of motion in the body guys, sagittal, frontal, and transverse. Sagittal is what most people listen to this and what most humans are, which is meaning front backwards is meaning we go front and backwards in most of our life, whether we're at the desk, whether we're running, biking, swimming, lifting weights, a, you know, a forward lunge, a reverse lunge, whatever, a bicep curl. And so one of the other things you got to consider when you start to get a running program is that if we as humans are always in the basically sagittal plane, as meaning front backwards, and that's how we live, train, we need to make sure that we get out of that plane of motion and do more frontal plane, which is more lateral work or transverse, which is more rotational work. That has been probably the other misconception that I see in a lot of these try programs and endurance programs is the weight room side of it is very basically satchel based whereas you need to add more lateral work lateral squats adductors abductors as many your groin muscles you've got to do the things that you don't use that's a whole nother aspect because i've had clients do great running programs do some decent strength programs and still have issues and then i go look at their programs and see that oh yeah they do no rotational work they need lateral, no lateral work, which therefore can just build up and make this avalanche effect of flexion and, and extension, and they just never get out of it. So another thing for some more advanced people, and then maybe I'd argue the beginners, another yes. crazy, <laughs> I have a fly in here, guys, um, is make sure that you're doing some lateral work too. Again, slow and progress, which will help, you know, your program and whatnot. That's probably, I mean, that's a good shoot. That's a thousand dollar comment right there for sure well and even though when you're running you're moving forward every time you're on a single leg you are working rotationally or anti-rotationally you've got to have other muscles engaging that are not just your forward and backward major muscles so it it does help like if if you're not it can take a while for like the planes of motion to click and to understand why it's important for you if you're just focusing on running or if you're you know if you don't consider yourself an athlete but truly working on those smaller muscles that are going to help you move side to side or rotationally or to try to brace yourself so that you're not rotating that's incredibly important and will help the forward and backward someone's been listening to mike boyle fluff yes <laughs> shout out mike boyle mm-hmm. um yeah, that was that's good stuff. Um, Out of curiosity, 
have you changed anything with your eating or beverage habits? Now that, habits. Well, I don't no, like drinking, but I, I like beer <laughs> and wine. There you go. I really, I really meant more like, are you drinking carbs before you go uh, in the morning? Are you eating differently? I wasn't so even talking about alcohol, one of the things but... we've done, especially Jordan and I, is like we have gotten a little bit more into the science of hydration. I really, really like Scratch. Um, okay. really, it's an electrolyte mix. It's huh. just a better version of it. Uh, Preston Louder showed it to me a long time ago when we played a pickleball tournament. Just like a powder? Yeah. So we use that um, with water, obviously with water as well. Does and it then, have carbs in it? Yeah. A little nice. bit of sugar. I mean, it's it's a cleaner, better mix. The ratios are better. Um, I, I like it a lot better than Gatorade. It's not... How does it compare to Liquid IV? Um, I'm not sure. If I had to be honest, we'd have to compare them both. Okay. That would be a good, that'd be a good, right? I don't want to say that and then not know. Sure. Um, and then the other thing we probably do a lot is we have a lot of very fast digestive carbs, whether it's like little jelly beans, um, like they're <laughs> yeah. meant for that, like the little pocket things while I you're know, writing. Because the one thing Danny hasn't done in here, guys, and some of the guys that have, or girls that have done this is like when you're on a bike ride and you're 20, 25, 35, 45 miles into it, <laughs> you start to get, as the British like to call it, you get bonked or you just have this drop in energy that's crazy. So we try to make sure that we consume something about every probably 45 minutes and then um, on the bike, which is difficult, but it makes a huge difference, um, especially. So that was a big change that we've added. Um, I've gotten a little bit more carbohydrate based probably the last couple of weeks to see, and it seems to be well. Um, but overall, I think the water intake has been probably the biggest, as sadly as it is. And um, I wish they would, and I really like this company. Guys, if you do enjoy drinking, um, which, you know, what we all do, right? Um, I love a good beer. Um, I love a good IPA. I'm a typical white guy. Um, there's a company called Athletic Brewing. I think they're based out of California, maybe Milwaukee. They make a non-alcoholic IPA, Gold Mill, a couple other brands, and they're really good. Um, I think you can get them at, like, Target, Whole Foods, Kroger. Um, they come a little six packs, something like 10 bucks. I really enjoy having one of those rather than a normal beer. Um, that's, that's probably one of my problems is that I do enjoy a good cold beverage. Like, you know, most people do, do I, should I be off it? Yeah. When I did the, uh, you probably will taper off the closer uh, you get to. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, technically I should just, you should just not do it. Right. That's the reality. I think when I did that sober January, I mean, that was probably the best I've felt in years. Um, and that's the reality. Alcohol is not good for you. We all know it's not. Um, you could argue from a social standpoint, maybe. Um, but that is probably the one biggest factor is like you've got to be mindful of that if you're getting into these more extreme sports because alcohol is also a diuretic, which can dehydrate you. Your sleep quality goes down. So all of that and comes in effect. Covering. 100%. And it's just it's easy to have one beer when you get home, right? Um, and that's that may be an interesting conversation and have a podcast about alcohol because I do think there's a good balance to have with it. But at the same time, the reality is that we none of us want to accept is we we shouldn't drink. I mean, that's just a part of it. Um, <laughs> I hate saying that, but yeah, it is what it is. So, let's... well, that being said, guys, if y'all have questions about alcohol, about carbohydrates, about how to fuel your workouts, or about triathlons or Ironmans or whatever questions you have, send them to us so that we can do episodes on the topics that y'all want to listen to. Um, if you are listening to this and you want to watch the episodes instead, I know a lot of people prefer to do that. Head to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at 
the training ground NWLA. And if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on our episodes for the podcast, text the word podcast to this number 833-432-2161. We are not going to spam you. We're just going to send you a quick text message every week when a new episode is published. We publish them Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. So make sure you're subscribed to whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. Um, and I guess last but not least, if you are interested in strength and conditioning, whether you're local in the Northwest Louisiana um, area or not, we do virtual training and nutrition coaching as well. Um, reach out to us, info at ttgnwla.com. And we'd love to talk to you and see if we can help. Yep. And Athletic Brewing, give me a sponsorship. I drink a shit ton of y'all. So <laughs> I'm out. All right, that's it. That's all for now. This weekend, we are headed to Dallas to do a quick Actually, by the time you're hearing this, it will be done and over, but we're doing a Q3 planning period with our owners in the Dallas area. So the next episode that y'all hear or the next within the next couple of episodes, we'll be talking about, you know, a review of Q2 and some planning for Q3 and what's kind of up and coming, what we've struggled with, what was going well, that kind of a thing. So if you enjoy the business side of what's going on at the training ground and all of that jazz and make sure you don't miss that episode. Have a wonderful weekend or we hope you had a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.